0: All right, well, just let me do the talking. Well, I feel like you gotta at least talk with a southern accent, no, I'm man. not gonna talk in a southern accent. It's bad enough that you wore this stupid disguise. But we're oil
1: men. We would have
0: southern accents. Yeah, but we don't need bolo ties and stupid yes, hats. Yes, She's crust- gonna pick oh, up. Th- th- Hello, ma'am. Oh, what a lovely house dress. Yeah, well, you're looking all sorts of good. And now, you seem like a sweet sophisticated nice busy young lady so we're not going to waste your time today nah, we're just a couple old men in from dallas and well <laughs> we're itching like a hound to give you a something you want what my <clears throat> associate is trying to say is that we're here to offer your community a much needed hells service. yeah we want to fill you up if and you were so inclined as to let us please let me do that. Okay, welcome back to Queer Horror Cult. Yeah, we're doing our um, every other week schedule right now, thinking that'll be a good chance for us to get caught up, given how, you know, we're we're still in the midst of uh, social distancing with COVID and everything's kind of up in the air, so we don't know what our weeks look like week to week.
1: Yeah, it's a little topsy-turvy to say the least.
0: Yeah, we figured if we sh- shift to every other week, we can get caught up, maybe get ahead, and here we are recording it two days before it goes up, yet again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh, we're talking about some movies that, uh, one, we watched really recently, and one, it feels like it was watched, like, last year, practically, given <laughs> given how, how time is suspended it itself. Yeah, we've been uh, listening to a lot of podcasts while we... Just do whatever to keep ourselves occupied. We're uh, listening to
1: a lot of podcasts or a lot of podcast episodes? Two different
0: podcasts and a lot of episodes from both those podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually stuff that you've uh, turned me on to. I hadn't listened to these myself. Uh, and one of them kind of... Would you say it was a lead-in to this week's episode?
1: Listening to it probably influenced me thinking that we could do this as an episode but then okay. I did expo- like purposefully put on a particular episode to get you kind of primed for right. for this topic all
0: right so so what is this topic
1: this topic is extractivism which I if I that might be a new word for some people I've always a new
0: word for me so. yeah
1: I've, I've only kind of become aware of it in the past couple of years it's so it's the, it's, you know, t- tied into capitalism, this drive for profit. We have to get maximum exploitation, maximum capital, all these things tied into colonialism, where we ha- have to expand out the, into the world and damn the people already living there. We have to go in, take their resources, and if mm. they get in the way, just fucking kill them or enslave them or what, you know, all this basically the last like 500 some years of terrible shit.
0: Yeah.
1: And. Yeah, just what that looks like in this, quote unquote, post-colonial.
0: Yeah, listening to really these, more
1: neo-colonial.
0: I mean, thankfully, I wasn't this naive going in, but uh, listening to these really cemented that idea that the very idea we're we're post fucking laughable.
1: Yeah. No, yeah the colonial okay.
0: project is alive and well.
1: Oh yeah, and it has just transformed itself for the twenty-first century.
0: Yeah. Before we get into this, I just want to say, I I feel like listeners who have maybe been on uh, listening to us for a while, kind of thing, I think at this point they're probably starting to really clock who came up with what episode's topic. (laughs) Like, I feel like Mm. these very heady political ones are a very you thing. Sometimes.
1: uh, Most of the time, probably. I've come up
0: with a couple political ones, sure. Yeah. But uh, it's just like... We're talking about colonialism and resource extraction versus who's got a bigger dick, Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger? Because <laughs> Which totally episode that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was that? Sorry, I'm spoiling for future episodes. True.
1: Yeah. Yeah, perhaps.
0: Yeah, but um, what were we listening to? That. Um...
1: We were listening to a podcast that is near and dear to my heart that I I, I have mentioned on here before. It is it is. Ne- very niche in terms of its geographical relevance to us. Right. It's called the Alberta Advantage. Mm-hmm. It is a podcast about Yeah, Alberta and prairie politics. Or as in they K- like
0: to call it these days, Halberta.
1: Halberta, yeah, Halberta is now. Um in case you somehow didn't know, we live in Halberta. Yeah. So it is really I don't I feel very privileged to have a podcast that has the level of analysis and research and all these things that a lot of, like, usually more, more let's give it real, international and or American politics sort of centric ones have. Right,
0: because we were listening to um, Citations Needed as yes. well.
1: which is excellent. I love them probably talk about them too yeah but yeah
0: something about having the local (laughs) yeah yeah and not
1: even just canadian but like specifically like to the like prairies alberta and surrounding kind of areas what's going on here and as we've mentioned in the past before as well alberta is well be no it's called the texas of canada it is the heartland of (sighs) petro-nationalism in canada
0: oil country
1: oil country it is like extractivism is like to the core yeah. of, like, natural resources exist, well, we are doing them a disservice if we're not extracting and exploiting them. Yeah. Regardless of the consequences of that, both in terms of the environment, of the indigenous populations living near the man camps that they yeah. set up, all the women that go- and girls that go missing or get gang-raped by fucking dudes who are all, like, coked up and working 14 days straight with, like, 10-plus-hour days. Yeah. It's a great province.
0: Yeah. Especially in today, where we have things like um, the Paris Climate Agreement and, (laughs) and stuff like that. We're trying to get greenhouse emissions down. Alberta's doubled down on, no, we want to fuck the planet completely. Yeah. And... They really are largely to blame for a lot of what's going on there, at least very much endemic to the problem.
1: Well, yeah, Alberta's greenhouse gas emissions are like insanely high. Yeah. And yeah, it, for, for decades now, it's been this political force that, for some reason, you know, in spite of employing like less than a percentage of the population, it gets to somehow take this, like, propaganda voice of, like, we put Canadians to work, we are the driving force of the Canadian economy. Well,
0: that was totally Jason Kenney, wasn't it? Like, his his whole platform seemed to be... I'm gonna put oil workers back to work, kind of thing. Yeah, mean in the this, same way that
1: Trump is gonna put coal workers back yeah, to but work. this
0: was at the expense of all the healthcare workers and all the education workers. Yeah, to make up which, a bigger a proportion. bigger
1: portion of the. Economy. And then of course
0: that even his selling point was bullshit because as soon as he, uh, the payouts yeah, what's came the price the, of oil right to now? To the oil companies, but but before it tanked, yeah, when the payouts came to the oil companies, um, they first thing they did was laid off a bunch of workers. Well, yeah,
1: because they've been automating workers out for decades. Yeah, so he
0: couldn't even keep to his no, he, yeah, he, he he cuts promise.
1: the the corporate tax rate to create jobs, which we all know is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And even he knows it's bullshit. And what do all the companies do? They pay out bonuses, lay everybody off, pack up, and go back to the States. Yeah. It's, it's excellent. It's just fantastic.
0: Yeah. And, you just, uh, you,
1: you absolutely love to see it.
0: And then of course, with what's going on with uh, COVID, oil prices have tanked so much, but especially for Alberta, where
1: well, yeah, if you if you want to hear the intricacies of our shitty, shitty oil, just listen to Alberta Advantage. Yeah, listen
0: to Alberta Advantage. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the whole cell is like, we got to sell our oil and all that stuff. And it's funny Nobody what... Nobody wants it. <laughs> even, even the base premise of the whole cell is a crock of shit. Like, not yeah. even all the bullshit that surrounds it, but even the, the hard line cell that it's like, at least we can distill it down to this, is a total crock of total shit. Yeah,
1: as long as, like, the... Sh- what is the Texas shale or whatever oil, the Gulf oil, like, as long as all that exists, our oil is non-competitive. But our
0: bitumen. But
1: our bitumen.
0: Ugh. Anyway, so, got us all riled up and fucked up on politics. And And propaganda. uh, So, we figured that's very appropriate for some movies, and by we figured, I mean you figured. Yeah. And, uh... Well,
1: yeah, but this is, like, back when Underwater came out, we were hoping to catch it in theaters, we... Didn't because it disappeared so fast. It lasted
0: like a week and then it was gone.
1: Yeah, and we didn't make it that weekend, so it was like, well, we're okay. We don't get to see it. Yeah. But when I heard initially what it was about that they that they're underwater extracting oil.
0: Isn't that like basically every underwater horror movie? They're like a mining team or something like that. Probably. Definitely Leviathan. I'm pretty sure that's what's going on with the rift. But then it turns out there's some shady shit going on there too.
1: True. Yeah.
0: It's like. If you're sending people underwater, it's got to be in that colonial resource extraction kind of way. I think the yeah, exception for that might be Sphere, where they're a research vessel, but even then yeah. I could be misremembering In Sphere. Could yeah, totally they're be.
1: researching oil reserves. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like, honestly like, don't know. I, I
0: don't remember. It's, yeah. it's uh, not the most memorable movie. But
1: yeah, when I found that out, I remember th- because, uh, you know, everyone was kind of pointing out that with Kristen Stewart's shaved head, with a lot of the visuals in the trailer and stuff everyone was getting big time like alien vibes and like Ripley once you know from uh, alien 3 yeah. and everything so and alien is also about resource extract and resource extraction team firm mm-hmm. guys yep. so yeah so have so we went into underwater and i i proposed this episode back in like what february no yeah. Whenever it came out. January. What that? January, yeah. I was going to say February seems too late. That was too close to COVID. Yeah. So, yeah, back in like January or whatever when it came out, I said, okay, well, you have to see this movie, but we should, assuming it fits into this sort of like thesis idea yeah. and go- hypothesis I'm going in with, why don't we do an episode c- comparing it to Alien and talking about resource extraction and encroaching in on the territory of unknown nature?
0: Right, and then on top of that, I was like, ooh, I have one that could potentially be good, having not seen it in years, and so I suggested we also add Congo to talk yeah. about the colonialism and the diamond and stuff. And then I was
1: like, can we watch Atlantis? And we were, and then you were like, maybe we just recommend it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except how that turned out, we still watched Atlantis, so when we get to the recommendation, we can actually maybe talk about it. Hell slightly. yeah. But um, yeah, I think I picked Congo mainly just because I wanted to see it again, That's because fair. I remember that Bruce Campbell was in it. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, it's um, an interesting juxtaposition, mm-hmm. that's for sure. But and then, guess... and
1: then Atlantis is a great like part of it is like underwater, and part of it is like Congo.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. Let's start at the start, the big classic, the the head honcho. Alien. I almost combined head honcho and big cheese to say head cheese, and that's not Ew. it. That's not it at all. No. no. I'm talking Alien is you so succinctly alien. put it. Yeah. Alien from 1979, the classic the what, what what can we say about this? this is like the modern sci-fi horror like this for sci-fi horror that's what I feel like Night of the Living Dead was for horror hell know, yeah kind of thing absolutely um, it also was that for strong female protagonists yep you know with Ripley just being such an ass kicker and like it really sort of sp- I feel I know Halloween came first, and so did um, Black Christmas, mm-hmm. but I feel like this really helped cement the idea of the final girl as a strong, kick-ass. Kind yeah, of not character. like an
1: accidentally like, oh, I flailed my knitting needle around and it happened to puncture yeah, a the little, killer in the neck. A
0: little less a uh, damsel in distress. Yeah, um,
1: and more take charge and yeah. blow shit up.
0: Yeah, and uh, so there's a lot to be said about why this movie is great. I mean, jumpsuits. Yes. You know, I think that the modern trend of jumpsuits, I'm into it, especially in queer culture. That's very alien kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Pair your jumpsuit with a pair of chucks, and it's just like you've got big Ripley energy, Hell and yeah. also here's my number. <laughs> alien. Um. So what what have we got for setup for this to to get us into the the realm of resource extraction?
1: Yes. So we have a crew in the at this point not so distant future yeah compared to when it was made Mm -hmm. and so they are aboard a ship in outer space way the fuck out and so to travel all of these you know months away back to earth basically they are put into like stasis or like some kind of like hibernation mode kind of thing but the ship's artificial intelligence wakes them up even yeah. though they're still like seven months away from Earth, and they're like, "Oh, what the fuck's going on?" And it turns out that they, the ship, received some kind of signal from an unexplored planet, and they have a directive. This ship is, as we mentioned, is owned by a resources extracting firm. Mm-hmm. It's. It even says on board there's however many millions of tons of like ore being processed. Yeah, or like something.
0: this is a mining vessel yeah. returning from. Success, presumably successful extraction.
1: Yeah, mission. and it's and it says, says right at the beginning it's returning to Earth with yeah. all of this all yeah all of this raw material on yeah. board, presumably for.
0: Like, and it ain't that just it? Like, you know, there's all the talk about the Canadian pipeline. And it's just like, in the future, if they can make a pipeline to fucking outer space and just start depleting other planets, you well, know having, they will Yeah,
1: ha- I was say, haven't you seen that, that meme where um, it talks about, I can't remember which planet, like Jupiter or something, has this many billion tons of oil or whatever. And then it has like a picture of a bald eagle. And it's like, sounds like Jupiter needs some freedom.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but where's the fucking lie? Yeah. Like, where's the lie there? Yeah. Know?
1: anyway so the Nostromo and mother the AI um, so the firm they they have a, a protocol in place where yeah. it, it, basically they're see- they're seeking intelligent life in in the cosmos and
0: that's what they've got like the science officer on board presumably yeah.
1: so yeah right it, yeah not just like a geologist but also like he, uh, he's a general science man yeah doc, science, a science officer, I'm a science officer yeah. masters of science yes a master of science himself and so they have this directive that says if they they receive any signals, any chance that there is intelligent life out there, they have to interrupt their mission to go and investigate right. it, basically. And so the ship does that. They end up at this planet. Um, they, they were trying to figure out, they're like, oh, it seems like it, like it, they're like, is this a distress signal? Maybe it sounds kind of like a warning. Like, we're not sure what's going on here. So they suit up. Go out. Yeah, they
0: realize it's like distress warning, like yeah. way too late.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because at first they think the, yeah, they think it's like distress or something. Anyway, so they're like, oh, maybe it's alien. Who knows? <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe it is it's alien. The title of the movie.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could just see see them like getting ready to go out, and it's just like, what if you find something? I don't know. Maybe I'll find a. Looks into the camera. Alien. alien.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so some of them suit up. They go out. They are exploring the planet, they go into some cavern-y thing, and they find this, like, insane set-up, It's like
0: that weird, it's hard to tell if it's a fucking telescope or a gun, Yeah, kind of thing with a built-in chair, and there's that gigantic, like, uh, yeah. monstrosity fossilized to the chair. Yeah,
1: this, like, eldritch horror yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. chair, but make it more Geiger than Lovecraft, <laughs> and... Yeah, and they're like, "Oh my Geiger's
0: just Lovecraft without the racism." Unless it turns out he was racist, and then oh. I take that back. I, I don't know enough about Geiger.
1: Yeah, true, true. Good point. Less
0: racism, more sex appeal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Given the, the 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 Lovecraft monsters we've been painting less lately, a lot of them is just like Lovecraft and Geiger, just like they have the handshake meme, and then it's just a monster pussy in like the hand. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> So, (laughs) they're looking around, they're like, holy shit, alien life, this is nuts, and then they're like, "Whoa, so there's some shit moving, what's this? And we are introduced to our first face hugger that jumps out and attaches itself to the face Mm -hmm. in the helmet of one of the guys. Yeah. They drag him back to the ship... Saying he's in distress. And then so Ripley being... And I've seen a lot of people talking about this lately, actually, with regards to us being in quarantine. They're like, don't be like the, K- the crew of the Nostromo. Be like Ripley. She wanted to quarantine them because yeah. it's protocol. But the science fucking, fucking science man is like, no, we're going to let them in. Yeah. Yeah. So there's your first... No, so there's your second mistake. First mistake is actually going to the planet. Yeah. And, you know, like most horror being... Things could be prevented if we would listen to women. Yeah. The we, well, yeah, everyone probably at this point has seen it. They they know the pro- the life cycle of the alien, the face hugger. It disappears. Then everything seems fine until the fucking xenomorph bursts out of the dude's chest yeah. and. Wreaks havoc on. I remember
0: playing AVP2 where oh. you do multiplayer as the face hugger. Like you start with a face <laughs> hugger and then you rip out of someone and then you're a xenomorph and you go around eating people.
1: And, and just getting bigger and shedding. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And then and the crew gets picked off one by one. They're in battle with this alien. And like you said, Ripley ends up being the final girl mm-hmm. who. Yeah, it through their throughout their their battle and everything, and trying to figure out what the fuck was going on, they find out that the firm they work for was aware of the xenomorph. They want it brought back to Earth, basically to use as a weapon.
0: So it's just a different kind of resource.
1: Yeah, it's a different kind of resource, and it's tied up into warfare and yeah. into the military industrial complex. And
0: isn't that so much of resource extraction? Too? Isn't
1: it though? Yeah. What have all the past like however many wars of my lifetime been fought over?
0: Well, it's just it, like, um, the whole WMDs in Iraq, which was, you know, just a little war about oil.
1: bullshit,
0: yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, wow. Um, so resource extraction in Alien. Um, it feels like we're probably going to be pretty hyper-focused on this topic in the movie, because there's so much we could go into, and mm-hmm. I think, like, we'll return to Alien at Absolutely. a later date, as opposed to, like,
1: going of a triptych kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Um, but for the resource extraction stuff it's funny how innocuous that seems mm-hmm. or seemed as a setting because isn't that just how innocuous they try to sell it to us as it's, like a thing? Like it's just, a, it's, a, it's oil a given. is an industry. It's just what we do kind of thing. It's here. our life
1: force. It, and like, it's the way things are like, there's just the natural yeah. way of things and there can never be any different rather than it's something that we intentionally set up and that we continue to
0: perpetuate. Per, yeah, per, yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because the movie does, uh, what, what I feel like these podcasts are doing for me. Like, I mean, like I said, I wasn't so naive before I was, them, but it really kind of spells Riled it out yep. for you. Um, but we learn about the company greed and the, um, you know, the ulterior motives and mm-hmm. the fact that it's not all on the up and up like they fucking say it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. Like how for decades, with, based on their own climate research, these oil companies, they knew about climate change. They knew to anticipate yeah. it back as far as like the 70s, 80s. Yeah. And they did nothing about it. And here we are now. Yeah. I mean, I had heard that some of them were prepared to do something about it, but then Reagan absolutely fucked that up and was like, no, keep business as usual.
0: Oh, Reagan fucked something up? What? What?
1: (laughs) Reagan, like, ruined the modern world as we know it? Mm. I can't believe it. (laughs) But, yeah, so the thing, because I, that was always, having only seen Alien once or twice, I think possibly once, possibly twice. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I've only seen it a couple times. I've watched through up to Alien 3 once each kind of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, That was always... Yeah, the resource extraction part was always in the back of my mind. Right. But then it wasn't until I saw, like, after seeing the first three, um, somebody online, I don't know who, they gave kind of like a... I don't know if... I don't want to call it a fan theory. I just want to call it like a different... Probably a different reading of Alien, where... They said, you know, the real... Because we always think of it as, a, it's like, a monster movie, right? So the bad yeah. guy is the alien. Yeah,
0: especially because I watched it when I was younger. Kind yeah. Of thing. So a lot of that, like, idea of colonial resource extraction was not on my radar. Yeah, it's, uh, it's radar. like, human
1: versus monster. Obviously, the humans are the good guys, and the monster's the bad guy, because yeah. that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But somebody pointed out, they said, in Alien, the real bad guy is the resource extraction company, mm-hmm. and sending people... Like, the alien is just... It's a wild, you know, essentially a wild animal that is behaving as it knows to when its territory is encroached and upon. And I feel
0: like that reading gets very overt when you step into the sequel aliens. Absolutely, like the, the reading is absolutely overt because the uh, the aliens really are just like there. They're just there, thing like, and they do drive the action and the horror. But a lot of the insidiousness of what's going down is because of the company man.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So and, and so, yeah. If you've watched the whole series, or at least the the, the first three, I haven't yeah. seen like you know the the Prometheus or any of the more recent.
0: Yeah, or okay. Alien Resurrection. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. that's
1: right. I haven't seen that either. So I can't speak to those. But yeah, in terms of like the first three, at least. I
0: actually haven't seen Past Resurrection either.
1: So yeah, okay.
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll revisit this topic maybe we'll do it way a- down the yeah, line. Yeah, all the aliens. Seen, uh, Prometheus and Covenant.
1: There, that's the other one. I couldn't yeah. think of it. I was like, I know there's another one.
0: Yeah. And then after we read all the uh, Aliens novels, like Hicks, Corporal Marine, and Hell stuff yeah, like that. yeah, baby. Written by the dude who wrote all the Resident Evil novelizations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I have those. I was obsessed <laughs> of course you with do. both Aliens. And rest in evil mm. as a child,
1: but yeah. So when when they pointed that out, I was like, "Oh shit, good point." Right. Because yeah, the I mean, had they not gone to this planet, they wouldn't have encountered the aliens. Everyone would have been on their merry way, like just yeah. set. So yeah, it brings it. It turns the tables and takes out this like gives some culpability to the people and the intent. Well, not just the intentions, but also just the people going into uncharted territory. And expecting, like, a fucking red carpet invitation rolled out. Right. To just, that they'll be fine. Yeah. And there won't be any consequences. And then as soon as there are, it's, oh, we have to destroy this monster that has the audacity. It also makes me think of Val Plumwood. So... You, you probably don't recognize that name, but you'll remember it when I ex- when I explain this. So I took, um, in my undergrad, I took a special topics course on ecofeminism. Right, right. Which was super interesting. And we learned about this woman named Val Plumwood, who I, b- I believe she was an anthropologist. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah. And so she would, um, you know, ba- like immerse herself, like live with different, like tribes and different things. Right. And so, because I, I remember um, she has this really amazing paper where she recounts being attacked by a gator or a crocodile?
0: One of those guys.
1: One One of those those flat fucks. One of those, yeah, one of those flat fucks. Exactly. So I can't remember where she was, but she, basically she went out like canoeing by herself. So this gator or croc or whatever, so this, 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 this animal beast of prey knocks her out of her canoe and then... Starts attacking her and trying to eat her, and it, it took, and it, it, so it grabs her, and it takes her into, you know, the death roll that they The death roll, do. yeah,
0: like, like, in the end of Crawl.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, two or three different death rolls, but then it lets her go, and then, and so she is, like, on land, and she's, she's just like, I didn't look down at my legs because I knew they were destroyed, and, Uh, Like probably muscle hanging out and shit. So she was like, I just walked. And eventually, because the uh, the people that she was with, they knew that she had gone out, she hadn't come back. So they sent out a search party, they found her. And, you know, she got the medical attention she needed. She was okay and stuff. And then they immediately said, okay, well, we have to go kill the animal that did this to you. And Val Plumwood, being the fucking badass that she is, was like, don't you fucking dare how, like, absolutely not. I went into its territory. I was the ignorant one. It had every right to defend itself in its territory. Like, I was, I was the one going in. Like, no. No. You don't get to kill him because he was... It was his right
0: as a gator to eat me.
1: Not quite that discourse, but basically, like, you know, he's behaving as an animal and it's, like, this shitty human exceptionalism for me to think I can just go in there and not be in danger. He didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. He he was being a gator.
0: And if that isn't um, the summation of the first two alien movies, especially the second one, when it's just, like... Oh, man, we went to colonize, and they called them colonists, like, straight up. Straight up. And it's just like, uh, there's no important human life there, so who gives a shit? Instead, they find uh, the colony- colonists get wiped out, so what do they do? They send in the fucking colonial marines, as they're called. Right. And it's just like, ain't that a bitch.
1: hmm that's,
0: that's, that's how it goes.
1: Oh, yeah, be like that.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I didn't I didn't think this conversation was quite gonna go so hard on the alien rights kind of thing but you know it's just like fuck yeah it's all the way
1: yeah and yeah I think it I don't know that just makes it like that much richer of a movie for me because it gives it nuance and you Absolutely. Know, as much as it's fun if you just watch it as like a monster movie in space yeah. it's also like Whoa, there's more going on here if, if you want if you care to see.
0: That's kind of why Alien's pretty brilliant because it yeah. works on all these different facets. Like there's exactly. so many things we could pick apart about it that it's yeah. just like, which it's I think great is great par- for this. Yeah, it's,
1: probably, but it's just part of why it's such like an enduring classic.
0: I think when we return to our topic of like overbearing mothers, like we did on I believe episode thirteen or like a long time ago, mm-hmm. um, we'll have to include mother the AI <laughs> from Alien as an overbearing mother. I love it. But yeah, that's Alien. Um, obviously a high recommendation all around. This was your second, possibly third time watching it. Mm-hmm. This was my, like, 80 billionth time watching <laughs> it. Um, this was one of the few VHS tapes I had, mm. kind of thing. Like, I wasn't uh, much of a movie collector until DVD hit, and that's when I started. Right. But I had a handful of VHS tapes, including Alien, Aliens, <laughs> and Alien Resurrection. I inexplicably did not have Alien 3 on video.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Go figure. <laughs> um, yeah uh, and you also had a
1: leopard gecko named ripley
0: i did have a leopard gecko named ripley yep i named ripley thought it was a girl gecko turned out to be a boy gecko so an inverse of the story of where the original alien script was all men oh yeah and they're like oh let's change this up and made like cinema history by doing that right <laughs> um well i
1: think i even talked about this in the um in like our first episode but i learned in my like, pop culture class, going back to my undergrad again, that I think it was with Aliens. It was after, because that was...
0: Like the second one? Yeah,
1: because that was, what, late 80s, early 90s? I can't remember what year.
0: Mid-80s. mid eighties. Mid okay. My birth year. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah,
1: right. I'm pretty sure it was Aliens and Thelma and Louise that, after those two movies, female gun ownership in the U.S. skyrocketed.
0: I feel that's a, a whole other bag to unpack that <laughs> yeah. maybe we'll, But if you want
1: to talk about in terms of, like, kick-ass, strong women, women saw that and were like, fuck yeah. <laughs> well, how I, do you feel about that? It can be again, mixed.
0: I, there's yeah. a lot of conflict going on right now, yes. I think maybe, maybe we should do a gun control episode sometime and talk about that. Uh,
1: yeah, and then we can, we can uh, problematize that concept.
0: Yeah.
1: Of gun control. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like we need to save this for another discussion. Yeah. So, Congo, <laughs> 1995. Um, this one was a lot less resource extraction than I remembered it, but I, there was a few things I did want to talk about yeah. on this episode. Yeah, go for it. Um premise of Congo basically is this. There is an expedition out in the Congo looking for a very special diamond to... A
1: resource to a extract? Resource. Yes,
0: to power... Uh, Satellite for a telecommunication firm, but really they're making a giant fuck off weapon and shooting monkeys with a laser. Yeah,
1: and even even the even the like telecommunication part is already like surveillance capitalism. Absolutely. So, but of course that you know Silicon Valley and, and the army are like handshake. You know, another one of those handshake memes of like just being nasty bedfellows.
0: Yeah, exactly. That love
1: to just ex- yeah maximize capital while maximizing death and suffering.
0: Yeah. But yeah, so they go after this uh, diamond, Bruce Campbell finds it, and then uh, gets his head smushed um, (laughs) off camera. I feel like they hired him for that role specifically because of his scream. Oh, yeah. Um, And uh, that's just like the opening, like, ten minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they go into the Congo on this expedition, um, and by they I mean there's uh, Laura Linney's character. She goes in search of the diamond. Ostensibly she's in search of her fiancé, Bruce Campbell. Uh, But her boss, who is, like, the dad of Bruce Campbell, like, there's a weird family thing going on here, uh, is just, like, it's so flimsy. He's just, like, I want you to go get the diamond. She's, like, I won't go for the diamond. He's, like, I want you to go for my son."
1: son. And he, like... My she's just like son. okay
0: but if i think this isn't right i'm gonna make you sorry and it's just like how do you not know that this isn't right i
1: think she knows it's just she wa- in denial no, denial no i I, th- I think i think she she's playing it where she's like she like well she wants to go find bruce campbell yeah so who he, doesn't? yeah so he, right so she's gonna take his she's gonna take daddy's money to go do so Fair enough. but yeah no i think i think that's her warning him like Rather than saying, if I get the sense, it's like, when I get the sense, so don't fuck yeah, it up.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Because they do play it very straight-laced, though. They do, yeah. Um, but anyway, so she goes after it, and uh, she teams up with these scientists that are returning a gorilla to the Congo, like, in a release kind of thing.
1: Yeah, a gorilla that they have taught sign language. They've taught sign and language, And they've created some...
0: Computer program that it translates the movements into a text-to-speech thing.
1: Yeah, so we hear Amy... Amy, Amy, good girl. Hug. Amy,
0: a good gorilla.
1: That's it, yeah. Amy,
0: want dewdrop drop drink.
1: And so the idea is that not only has she been, well, she's been drawing and it looks like Looks like jungle foliage. So yeah. they're thinking she wants to go home, but also. But the, then
0: Tim Curry shows up.
1: No, I was saying, But also they're hoping that with because they've taught her to communicate with humans that she could go out and then she'll communicate oh, with and gorillas. Teach,
0: teach the, the gorillas. And
1: then off. also she'd be able to basically translate for them, like what are gorillas thinking and yeah, feeling? Yeah. Like, but then yeah. Tim
0: Curry sees the paintings and it's just like it's the lost city of Zinge. I got to get up on that because yes. it is full of diamonds. Oh yeah, baby. So you get three different. Missions all jammed in one. One is the very well meaning, like, we want to go and, um, teach do, further, bring Amy further back the gorilla home. population. bring her home
1: Amy go home you got the
0: other one that's just like I want to go search for the missing dude who was doing the noble work of finding yes. the diamonds and then you got the one that's straight up like fucking diamonds yeah. and I love how all of these motives come together in the exact same expedition because yes. isn't that exactly how they try to sell it where it's like totally. this is a noble cause this is a noble pursuit yes. but really we're it's just for humanity, resources and fuck everyone else yeah. which is Tim Curry's position he leaves people to die he just fucks around the whole time mm-hmm. He's very out for himself, and if that isn't just like a distilled version of the idea of the diamond mines, where you know mm-hmm. Elon Musk's dad or whoever has like a diamond mine—that <laughs> was an
1: emerald mine,
0: emerald mine, well, at I least one. one. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then um, conspicuously like left left South Africa when apartheid ended, and then had never been back since for some reason.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I wonder why. I wonder why. Um, but it's uh, they. Are, you know, fuck the local population and all that. And what do we get when we see the local population? We get the guides who are there to be a body count yeah. kind of thing. We get the very tribalistic look at the tribes that are there. Um, we get warmongering dictators and their foot soldiers. Mm -hmm. the only exception to this pretty much is Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters who is like our king he he is taking the role of the British colonist kind of thing um, in this very interesting reversal and I think it's actually I have one of the good comments in the movie where they they reference how like the he says something to the tribes people and they laugh it's like what is that it's like oh I said that I'm in charge and they laughed because a black man's never in charge yeah
1: but he's like I'm supposed to be carrying the luggage for everybody that's not how it works
0: yeah and if that isn't like the whole Congo thing going on, like yeah. um, they mention how having Amy in tow is what's going to get them safely over the border, because right. no one cares about the people; they care about the resource, which is this gorilla in this yeah, case.
1: I, I think what they say is because of like Hollywood, none of like that's the only thing that's going to get you across the border safely, because nobody wants to be caught on camera harming a gorilla.
0: But yeah, so there's all these things that are just under the surface of what is, you know, an adventure expedition movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like the movie's so much more interesting <laughs> when you pay attention to the ways that it's a fuck, as opposed to <laughs> the ways that it's like this noble quest for mm-hmm. righteousness kind of thing. Um, I didn't have tons else to say about Congo in terms of this topic. Uh, but just the mirroring of the diamond excavation in Africa kind of mm-hmm. thing by these uh, white big tech corporation kind of thing. Yeah, kind of and then, thing.
1: interestingly, it even goes back as like to ancient times because the city of Zinj, Zinj I was going to call it Zin, and I'm like, that wasn't quite sound right, Zinj, like, it, said, it was founded by, like, an Egyptian pharaoh or something. Who like, had, he, a he, mine, yeah, he had a diamond mine. Yeah, who had a diamond mine there. And Zinj is all crazy and has all these, like, Crazy gorillas and shit because they were like his bodyguards that like defended the city kind of thing,
0: which is kind of dope. It's
1: kind yeah, it's kind of dope, but it all yeah, it goes like just as it it shows that as much as I'm like, yeah, fuck the like West siphoning all the wealth out of the global South and stuff. It's also like it it goes back, man.
0: Yeah, I mean we do have to take that all the grain of salt because this is written by a white Western author totally, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, I have no idea how much historical research went into that aspect of it. Right. But...
1: But I mean, yeah, like, I In I, I context just,
0: of the movie, absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I was a classics minor, so I know to some extent about, like, you know, the Roman Empire and expansionism and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, getting all sorts, yeah, ivory and marble and all these exotic animals, like, all these things from, like, Africa, North Africa yeah. and... Yeah. So, yeah, it go it goes back.
0: And and that's just it. What the resource being taken is constantly shifting mm-hmm. or, or growing. I would say is mm-hmm. the thing. So a lot of those old resources are still things. Like you know, there's still an ivory trade, even though yeah. it's very outlawed. There's still uh, diamond mines, mm-hmm. um, despite the problems there. There's still
1: uh, tigers. Is Tiger King has shown yeah. us. So yeah,
0: it's just that. Um, I think resource extraction is really focused on oil these days yes. because it's kind of become the, the poster child for it.
1: Yeah. And like, yeah, these like capital goods that aren't just like opulence and it, it, it's like, yeah, we need to burn it to run our society the yeah. way it's set up. Whereas like having animal games in a coliseum or th- it's like, yeah, that's yeah. not really a thing anymore. There's yeah. zoos, I guess, but they don't, they're not as crucial to how society is set up and run Yeah, in the infrastructure.
0: And I feel like maybe the reason that this is a, a timely episode for us to approach is, um, the last several years of very outspoken climate crisis stuff is mm. our main resource extraction is directly contributing to this growing problem.
1: Yes. And
0: I say growing as in like, it is continuing to grow, not as in like, it might be a problem someday. Like, no, it's very <laughs> really much a problem. Yeah. It's a problem fucking yesterday.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think, um, one of the things that I... Probably should have said at the beginning, but it, it, uh, a goofed was, I think tied into extractivism is also this capitalist ideology of like expansionism and of like constant growth and of right. like, we need to keep growing the GDP. We need to keep growing our profit. We need to keep growing capital which Regardless is, of need or consequence.
0: Which is why, like, an Alien, they're going off-planet. Because mm-hmm. it's like, we've used what we can here. We need to grow outward to continue these resources.
1: Exactly. And so things can, business, we can have business as usual mm. remain. And it makes me think of, um, well, there was that, that most recent episode of Citations Needed talks about, yeah, the GDP fetishism and driving yeah. climate change and inequality and everything but before we even listened to that I was thinking of um one of the things that I think it was in her speech to at the UN that uh Greta Thunberg right. did where I know everyone remembers the, like the, the most memorable part for most people is the how dare you yeah which yeah it's awesome but the, I remember when I heard it the thing that stood out to me that got that made me feel like really excited was when she makes a mention of like you know, your fantasy of perpetual economic growth, this idea that if we, you know, we can keep consuming and, and like, as if resources that we are consuming are not inherently finite.
0: They're literally called non-renewables. Exactly.
1: Like, They're look are at fun- your own yeah.
0: dubbing of what it is. Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: But this idea that we can just keep business as usual and keep growing and growing and growing and consuming and consuming. Like, we're not going to consume our way out of this crisis. And... Like exponential economic growth is just not possible. Yeah. But the way we've set up our economy relies on it, mm-hmm. and there are alternatives available. Listen to citations needed. Listen to Dr. Jason Hickel. But yeah, because I'd, I'd heard a bit about like degrowth, the m- movement and everything in the past couple of years, and didn't know much about it. But yeah, when I heard her say that, I was like, oh, it's starting. An- okay, gotta look more into this. Yeah. Like, for if, sure. if even the teen Wunderkind is saying like, yeah, this isn't a thing we can do. It's like, okay, I'm not crazy. Yeah, because this is the that's because happening. these
0: missions, these uh the colonial aspect of excavationism is very much tied into expansionism. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not you don't need to enact colon and I say need in huge yeah. You don't need to enact colonialism if you're not trying to expand your empire.
1: Exactly, and accumulate more capital at yeah. the expense of the world around you and everyone mm-hmm. in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's do uh underwater. Let's do it. This movie was a banger. Yeah, it was fun.
1: We still need to watch the alternative ending.
0: Yeah, we still need to. So maybe we'll report back next episode. Yeah.
1: So what do we have going on? We have a ship that is in the like Mariana Trench. Yeah. They are mining oil. Yeah. In the Mariana Trench, and
0: deepest part of the ocean.
1: Uh, yeah, deep. Well, or at least, yeah, the part Atlantic, I think.
0: Deepest part of the explore. I mean, it's not it, explored. Yeah, it's not explored. That's the thing, like, right? Like, <laughs> like, as far as, like, charted, it's like, yes. that's there. <laughs> that's
1: there, and it's very deep. Yeah. And it's full of resources there yeah. for the taking. And the underwater base, I don't know what to call it, the station thing, yeah. it starts getting fucked up. It starts filling with water and shit. It, yeah, like, it really
0: just... Goes right, in. yes. Like you have this like monologue going by K2, and then all of a sudden it's just like and eh, boom, action everything's time.
1: collapsing. Yeah, and so they, you know, the survive people who survive, they formulate a plan. They say, okay, we're gonna go to like the next station over, basically. Yeah, we're gonna get there and hopefully either escape pods or we'll uh-huh. be able to be in communication with the resource extraction firm we work for. Yeah, you know, whatever. There's a plan to survive. And so as they're making their way over, we start to realize that they they are not alone at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And there are these freaky monster things.
0: Freaky man monsters. Freaky man
1: monsters that start picking off the the team. Mm -hmm. And can I, can I, can I, can I spoil it?
0: Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's worth watching underwater, so maybe yes. check out now if you haven't seen yes. it and go watch that. But there's a turn in it that I wasn't expecting. And yeah. it was very timely for our interests and very dope as hell.
1: Yes. Yeah, when they when there's like three of them left, they're going to the you know, the main the they pla- they're their, their intended place, the main station, whatever. And yeah, there's this great ce- there's this great scene that you pointed out is like in Spy Kids where they're trying to get past the sleeping sharks.
0: <laughs> 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 That's like a thing but with the sleeping sharks. Yeah, it's Spy Kids,
1: and there's it's the, it's the it's the it's the Monster Boys, and then when you least expect it, they all start going up, and you're like, "What's going on?" And you realize they're attached to the foot of something bigger. Yeah, and I remember I was just like. I just, like, exclaimed, oh my god, it's an elder god! Yeah. And it was fucking Cthulhu!
0: Yeah, it turns out it actually was. It was
1: fucking Cthulhu! <laughs> so,
0: in typical S fashion, where it's just like, all right, we've done a couple Lovecraft episodes, let's wait a while before we do another Lovecraft episode, because <laughs> I do have one waiting in the wings. Yes. We inadvertently watch a movie that takes Lovecraft some Lovecraft movie. Insp- inspiration there. Yes. Um. Apparently that was decided in post, to right. straight up base the monster on Cthulhu, kind Yeah. of thing. And uh, so that was uh, a weird turn, where which just like, whoa, that big boy looks very elderly. Well, I, I know that him, looks I know this. I, I I am familiar with this with this fellow.
1: But this guy, this this Cthulhu, he like oozes out of his pores, deep ones, I guess. Yeah, they just like ooze they, out. He yeah, just like he, yeah, them. he's 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 he has some Dagon abilities. Yeah. But yeah, and so yeah, in a very kind of like Ripley fashion uh we see or at least in the ending we watch we get we see case dues what she chooses to do but yeah. to try and conclude the film but yeah I, I, so to bring it to research to extraction extractivism they're at the fucking bottom of the ocean yeah. like nobody goes there it's, it's no it's completely uninhabitable yeah. to humans obviously we don't have gills but even um the inter- this like intern who's doing her science phd or whatever. In marine biology... I don't know. She's doing whatever. She's there. She's an intern for her science stuff. Yeah. She mentions at one point, she's like, you know, we've...
0: We don't belong here. We don't belong
1: here. We have taken so much from the Earth. We have, like, siphoned all of the resources it's fighting back now, basically, yeah. which can... Very
0: eco yes,
1: like, in, in Yeah, yeah right? I was going to say, in this context, it's fine, but yeah, it, it's I was it's exactly what I was thinking of. Like, it's one step away from, like, ah, oh, yes, Earth is cleansing herself. We are the real virus. It's like, shut the fuck up. Mm. ecofash Hate it.
0: Except they're in a very capitalist thing, so it's like you as capitalists are very yes. much the virus. Yes,
1: exactly. Well, as they as um they point out in the newest citations needed, they're like they talk about what the real virus is. They're like, bro, it's capitalism. Capital as a fu- as its function of itself is always trying to replicate itself and always trying to expand and and just proliferate, and so it attaches onto a host and it demands it. Replication of itself. If that's not the definition of a parasite of a virus, yeah, I don't know what the fuck is.
0: So I guess the ecofascism is right twice a day. Kind
1: of the <laughs> broken um, ecofascism.
0: <laughs> yeah, this movie was a lot of fun. Yes, uh, the it felt like maybe out of all the movies you watched, this one most had the resource extractionism as more, like, the veneer of the movie, more Mm -hmm. as the... uh, As opposed to just, like, the backdrop. kind of thing. Uh, Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it is the backdrop kind of thing. But
1: I mean, but it's also, like, in the forefront.
0: Yeah, for for sure. But I mean, like, it's a setting. It's a setting as opposed to a deep comment on extractionism. Because I felt like that was a little... Less pronounced than, say, in Alien.
1: Interesting, So I thought Alien was more well. Okay, Alien. If you're watching just Alien. No, no, I get what you're stuff, saying. Yeah. It's
0: in your face, like yes. it's very pronounced. But they don't do anything with it.
1: True. That's
0: more what I mean. Like it's a setting.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think it's it, what what gets me is is the actually commenting on it. But then yeah. also, you're absolutely right. I remember at the end, I was like, "So what are we gonna do about it?" And apparently, what we're gonna do is we're gonna fucking blow up value. Yeah dicks like (laughs) like i mean i get i i guess if you sabotage all of their equipment then they can't extract resources anymore but that's just like that's that's just a happy byproduct that wasn't is cthulhu
0: the good guy is that is that what we've come to on this i remember i
1: remember thinking well i i in in a very val plumwood way yes Yeah, yeah he's not good he's 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 complicated he has layers, and he contains multitudes. So now you're getting into Shrek. Yes, he's like an ogre. Ogres, (laughs) like onions.
0: He's like an ogre who's like an onion.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) Just got off the rails real bad. But yeah, I I think it, um... Yeah, it, it it complicates it for Like, I don't think it, I wouldn't say Cthulhu's like a good guy. I think he's kind of like morally neutral. Yeah.
0: I do say all of this having only seen this one time yes. uh, a little while ago. Yes. I've seen Congo and Alien a few times, right? So Alien way more than Congo. I yeah. don't want it to be like my jams for Alien and Congo <laughs> double feature.
1: No, it was Alien and Resident Evil double feature. Hell yeah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, no, but this movie's fun. Yeah. It's, it's uh, good fun. It does a lot of missteps in it, and part of this might be because it's been shelved for so long, and right, it, was it was a different time. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, another spoiler, it's like, oh, you're going to kill the black guy first? Yeah,
1: really? yeah, that you're gonna was kill like, the black guy first? that was like, for real?
0: And then also like, oh, you're going to hire the sex pest to be in your movie? Yes, for real? You're going to hire the first? sex pest? Yeah,
1: yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> it was pretty dope when you got shucked like an oyster. True, that was pretty great. True,
1: true, true, true. What do you think of Was it Brian Collins who said this is going to be one of those movies that people look back on and wish they would have seen in theaters? Yes. I think so. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I
0: think it would have been pretty dope at a theater, but yeah. I'm not too upset having seen it at home for the first time. Yeah. That said, we watched it on our old TV that was on the Fritz. And True. And we recently got upgraded, a big fuck off TV. So I do want to watch it on our big fuck Me off too, TV. Me but... too. With the alternate
1: ending. Yeah. Which auto straddle says is better.
0: Yes. And I generally trust them. Yeah. Cool. So that's our little uh, resource extractivism jamboree this week.
1: Yeah. Go listen um, to other podcasts, too, because they'll get into it more. Yeah. Outside of the context of movies and in the context of real life.
0: Yeah, the stuff that matters. Yes.
1: Being <laughs> <jerking> like, <laughs> how would you take the stuff that matters and apply it to Oh uh,
0: Yeah, film, twiddle your mustache.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, cool. That, that'll that do it. Let's not belaborate labor at this point uh we've got some recommendations though mm-hmm. do you want
1: to go first
0: sure are you recommending something you recommend <laughs> yeah is so I, I, I,
1: yeah I, I love to double recommend um as mentioned i was like atlantis 2001 sorry atlantis the lost empire is the full name okay. fits into this episode theme and So I remember we were watching it underwater, and like within the first like five minutes, I'm like, "Oh, this is like in in Atlantis. I'm gonna have to show you." And then we're watching Congo, and they're looking, they're they're going deep into some like lost civilization, looking for this source of power, this diamond. This I'm like, Atlantis. (laughs) So So you finally
0: wore me down, and I fucking watched Atlantis with you.
1: Now now Atlantis, it's so much fun. fun. So, So Atlantis, I saw in theaters. I was in like grade three. I loved it. You know, got it on. VHS or whatever. So that that's... Uh, out of these movies that we're talking about today, Atlantis is the one that I've seen a gajillion times. Yes. And I love it.
0: But um, do you maybe want to, without getting too far into it, because it is a recommendation, but do you maybe want to give a little of why it's appropriate? Because we actually watched it.
1: We did, you know, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, sort
0: of a... We, I guess we broke in our new TV with Alien, but then after that we watched Atlantis.
1: Yes. Yes, we christened with Alien in 4K. But then I was like, Atlantis, please... Yeah, so as I mentioned, um, Atlantis, it follows, you, you begin with this, um, like, linguist guy. Who, you begin
0: with Michael J. Fox. My,
1: yeah, with Milo Thatch. And he, you know, grew up with stories of Atlantis and stuff. And so the, based on the research that he's done of, like, you know, evidence that it actually existed, they were said to have had, like equivalent to modern medicine, electricity, machinery, all this Uh stuff, and that they had this power source called the Heart of Atlantis. And so when he's trying to propose a trip, or to basically find the lost continent of Atlantis, it is to find this power source, bring it back to the surface, and see what we can do with it. You know, his intentions are good, he has a good heart, but this is also taking place in, what, like 1920 or something? 1921? So... Yeah, they you know, it could potentially go awry, depending on yep. whose hands it ends up in. But yeah, the, so the pur- the purpose of going to Atlantis is for resource extraction. Yes. But then, when they make it there, because obviously, because yeah. I, I don't feel like that's not a spoiler, they find out there's a whole civilization there. I
0: will say they made it there faster than I was expecting, because I thought it was going to be more heavy on the expedition part, right. as opposed to the stuff, but yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, they find out that like there are still people there.
0: Atlanteans.
1: Atlanteans. And...
0: Okay, this is where it threw me off, because my... The 99% of my knowledge on Atlantis mm-hmm. is based on the Donovan song, Atlantis. <laughs> and he's listing off all the people at Atlantis. So where the fuck was the magician he always talks about? Oh,
1: I don't know.
0: There was no magician. Yeah, they are going on off, like, Plato and
1: stuff. But, yeah. yeah. That's fucked. Wait, did that song exist yet?
0: Yeah, it's, like... From, like, the fucking 60s or... But or the Atlantis nice.
1: took place in like, the, in, like, 1921.
0: No, but the song preempts the Disney film. I the know. The Disney film did not preempt the song. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the film takes place in, a, in, the, in the universe before the song so exists. So you're saying
0: that canonically, in the movie Atlantis, Donovan is going to write a song about Atlantis, but he's going to fuck the details a little bit.
1: Or when, at the end of Atlantis 2, Milo's Return when Does it
0: take place fifty years later?
1: No, but I, I can spoil it if you want.
0: No, we're gonna watch. We're it. gonna watch
1: it. Okay. Well, there is a possibility that the world might be aware of Atlantis, and so maybe there is a magician who.
0: So will... you are gonna spoil it, is what you're saying.
1: What? You can't
0: just say maybe there is, and then say well, you don't know spoiler. why. I love that. It's just like I'm not gonna tell you the spoiler detail, but I'll say that maybe this thing happens. But you don't
1: know how or why. <laughs>
0: That's like saying like the end of the sixth sense, and then say, but I didn't tell you that he had a blue suit jacket on. <laughs> 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 oh Jesus! Anyway, Atlantis.
1: Atlantis. Yeah, totally yeah. fits. Yeah, and yeah. Sure. So it has that, it has not just the resource extraction, but also that colonial aspect where it's like, oh, it there are people here in our yeah. way. Yeah, and what that's very gonna...
0: key, isn't it? In yes, our way. in our
1: way of our mission. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Good recommendation. Um, yeah, I had fun with it. Uh, my recommendation is going to be Aliens. The follow-up to Alien Ay. 1986. Everything we said about Alien, and we actually did start getting into Aliens a little yes. bit on, on our discussion, it goes like triply so for Aliens. It's just really there yes. kind of thing. And... Um, it almost has a Starship Troopers effect kind of thing, like before Starship Troopers, where, except without the, um, commentary on fascism. Right. Because, uh, we are cheering for the colonists to survive against the alien monstrous other, whereas, um, Starship Troopers actually casts, that as like a very strong comment on colonialism and fascism true where it's just like yeah if we dehumanize the other to the point where they don't matter and they're alien monstrosities it's very easy to you know like drum uh, up support for wiping shooting. them out yeah. yeah yeah when it's just don't like, have to worry
1: about optics when they're dehumanized it's like they'll be cheering you on
0: so yeah i guess for the colonial aspect starship troopers is a good one to check yeah. out too it, yeah yeah but no i'm gonna recommend aliens it's great great fun um, there's always a debate which is better, Alien or Aliens. I will always side on Alien is the better movie, but I love Aliens. It's a lot of fun. It's one of those things where it's just like, what, what's the best topping on a delicious pizza? Right. You know, it's just like, either way, you're having a good time. Yes. That'll about do it for us this week. Thanks for uh, tuning in. If you haven't checked it out yet, check out our other podcast, Gutter Flicks. We're uh, sort of doing staggered weeks. Yeah. Um, alternating between the two. We yeah. just put up an episode for Gutter Flicks just the uh, end of last week about the horrendous, horrendous cannibal movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sat through three of them back to back to back, and Ooh, it was uh, needed a little brain bleach after that,
1: you <laughs> know? Yeah. But now we're um, going through Catalog the Video Nasties. Catalog and the Video Nasties. So. Yep.
0: And then once we get through those, we'll expand to other controversial movies, assuming we're not just, like, completely dead inside.
1: Yeah, we're not just, like, podcasted out. Yeah. We'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll see. All right, thanks again, and until next time.
1: Take it easy, keep it sleazy, and take care in these trying times.